Welcome to Escaping the Ordinary Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Teagan. Thank you for tuning in. Today, I have an, such a special interview with Daniel Carathers, a friend of mine I've known for nearly 10 years, someone that has inspired me personally and is on the road to greatness. Dan has started multiple businesses and now working on a venture, Fund My Challenge, which I'm so stoked I get to be a part of. Dan today will share everything about his failures, about his mindset, the challenges that he faces on a daily, and also giving you guys implementable things. Obviously, guys, if you're enjoying this podcast, I would absolutely love it if you could leave a review. I know some listeners were struggling to know how to leave a review. So simply head over to Apple Podcasts on your phone or on the internet, on your web browser, and you can leave a simple little review there. It means the world to me, guys. And also, just before we jump into this interview, our new educational website is going live this Monday. It's going to house everything from online courses to in-person courses and uh, many, many more resources to come. So use that as your hub. The podcasts and blogs will also be housed in there. Super stoked being partnered with Square Moose, who are Squarespace custom developers. Such an honor to work with them to create something unique. But let's jump in today's episode. I hope you love it. Yeah, man. Super glad to have you here as a friend and, and an inspiration of mine, man. Thanks, mate. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Mate, how long do we go back now? I think uh, first time I met you was 10 plus years. Old training center back in those days. Wow. How far we've both come from then. Dude, uh, uh, mate, you've always been like a person that I've looked up to, like to be honest. And I mean, I know we're looking at each other over Zoom now, but every time I chat with you, I'm always like inspired and I'm always like, man, how does this guy have this much energy from all like your fitness challenges when we were personal training? And I'm just like, how does this guy do a thousand chin-ups in 24 hours at one? Appreciate it, mate. I'll tell you what, I don't know. It's something that I've just had ingrained in me since I was a kid. My old man was just the, an ex-pro uh, triathlete and I don't know, I was just always doing things. I, I think I had ADD or have. <laughs> I've got a baby now and I think I, that's where she gets it from. So now that's what happened with me. But I don't know. I just don't want to sit still. You know, we got one shot at this and I don't know. It's not arrogance, but I know I've got so much to do and give. Do you ever feel like you you ever had those moments where you were just like uncertain? Like I know you've got a lot of energy to never? It, no, every day. Oh, I, every I've day. Always got doubt, mate. Like I think it's natural. But in saying that, I think what I've developed over the years of training and like you always have setbacks, I think. You, you just get to know that you know that you're going to get through it. I don't know. It's something inside me that I know I will not stop. I don't care what it takes. I've got standards. I've got goals. I've got visions. I'm going to get them and I can control that. You know, I can control how it happens. So let's just have a crack and I just love it. You know, I want to be busy. I don't want to be sitting around waiting for things to happen. I want to go and get those things and, and achieve those things and, and try new things. That's just what I've done. Dude, so take me back to your first like entrepreneurial journey, first business venture. I'm sure there was many more before Sculpt, right? Or I tell my staff and the crew I with, I only ever had really one employer. That was through uni, um, the Gold Coast City Council lifeguards just to get me through university. I wanted to be an Ironman growing up. That was the dream for me. And it got to the point where uh, I realized that there was no money in it for me. And I did well at school. I wanted to be an exercise scientist because I love sport. But then I think I started dabbling in, started doing some surf craft manufacturing for the boards that I paddled. I was like, well, why not I make the boards with my 
best mate, Kane Eckstein, who was an extreme athlete with a freak. Um, and we're like, well, let's do our own board company and see how that went. And uh, let's do this little thing. Let's try that. Let's do this. I don't know. It's like a game. It was like a challenge. I don't know. Why. I, just, I was just drawn to it. And it was something that I don't know where I got it from. I just feel like it's just what I'm meant to be doing. And you always feel like there's something more to give type thing? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's weird. I've tried so much stuff. Like I've tried everything. I've failed a lot, but I've learned more. And one thing it's really taught me is what are you willing to sacrifice and what behaviors are you going to change to succeed and achieve your goals? Because everyone's got an idea. Everyone. It's the actions you take to execute those ideas that make the difference, I feel. And I'm still learning. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not the successful person that I think I'm yet to be, but I'm learning and I'm getting there and I'm, and I'm achieving small wins every day. And that's how I, I operate. So take me to um, some of your failed business ventures or, or some things you've learned along the road. I have this podcast. <laughs> Look, I've, failed, I've failed everything, to be honest with you. I think, I, I mean, what people think is success for me is failure. Mm. Just deep down, I've, yeah, like, I mean, I've got had surf craft manufacturing paddle boards for surf life saving. The biggest would be gyms um, and personal training businesses, but I don't think they were really failures. Like, mm. Now, I'm not a millionaire from those businesses, but the connections that I made, the friendships, the lessons, yeah, I mean, there was things that I'm looking back now, I wish I had trusted my gut. And I just don't think I was ready mentally yet. I feel like my journey is a little bit delayed than most people in my space. I, I know it's my mentality has been, I've always done stuff with great athletes, learning some lessons sometimes athletes expect things to be given to them because they're so good at what they do you know give me this give me this give me this and i think that i need to start to retrain my brain to that's not going to happen to me i've got to push 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 you know Mm. and not really sit back and rely on past results and i think i got into that trap of falling into that to be completely vulnerable and upfront honest Mm. do you feel as though because you were you were brought up as an athlete, I know, you know, when we were trained together 10 years ago, you were always like defying odds pretty much with what you're doing. Do you feel as though like having an athlete mindset is transferable to business so that like never giving up type stuff? There's no question in my mind. Mm. Um, it's everything in what I do, whether it's having a competition at home with my mates in the backyard at my gym, business. It's, I don't know, it's like you've trained your mind and your body over all those years to get up every day when you don't want to do things, that's when it matters the most and everyone's heard it. Mm. But being an athlete, you actually experience that every day. So it's nothing unusual to you to do things you don't want to do and have to overcome obstacles that are sometimes too hard for people. Mm. So tell me, staying on the athlete side of things, because I know um, the listeners are going to be pretty pretty wowed by some things you've achieved, but tell me what was the one hardest athletic adventure or challenge you've given yourself mentally, not physically? To be honest with you, the, the, I don't know, the hardest thing I've done mentally, and this is weird, and I've raced, I've done a lot of races. I've like tried to break the world record for an hour of pull-ups, which is like 1,100 pull-ups. It isn't even <laughs> mental. Like it's weird. Like, people go, it's crazy, but it wasn't hard for me. It's something that I've just been good at and mm. I've built a routine on okay, I can do it. Yeah. 
originally the goal was a thousand and nine in an hour. And I did a thousand and fifty. I was like, yes, I've beaten the world record. I ran out of the gym, frothing, and looked it up, and it had been refreshed. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? Like I trained so hard to do it, and then I redid it. So I was kind of had that base. It wasn't. Yeah. It was yeah, just yeah. training your body through the reps. Like mm. it's hard, but it's a it's a science. You can train. The hardest thing I've done, I reckon, is walk nonstop for 24 hours. Weird. Like I've been mm. a massive my whole life. It's so much harder than, than I anticipated. And I just wanted to stop and rest and sit down and go to sleep, but I didn't. And that was the hardest. Crazy. I mean, I've done a lot of sh- crazy things. Mm. Mm. That was probably the hardest mentally, to be honest. Wow. Yeah. And it sounds like the least physical thing from an outsider, yeah, right? At it. I was like, this is going to be a walk in the park. So easy. We'll literally walk. But at two in the morning, walking um, along the streets of the Gold Coast, like having micro sleep before you're walking, it's tough. And it just goes to show that my mate Ken Eckstein, he broke the world record for 24 hours of pull-ups. And I, I go back to like he didn't stop. He did every minute for 24 hours. Like that's crazy. Like it mm. goes, you know, I think I've done some stuff. Then I look at the people I've surrounded myself with my life. Maybe that's pushed me and motivated yeah. me to do better. Mm. Yeah, I know you have a very strong network of both people that are in business and inspire you and obviously a lot of athletes and stuff like that. Obviously, the new venture, Fund My Challenge, um, which I'm, I'm so stoked to be a part of as well. I want to kind of fast forward to now where we, you've come with Fund My Challenge and how that kind of came to light. Hey, it was, there's, I look back now and like saying to my partner Darcy, there's so many little things that have happened that were so insignificant to get to me where to where I am today, like I never thought I'd be here. Well, I hadn't have had a chat to that one person. If we didn't think of this or we didn't meet up there, I wouldn't be in the position where we're in today. So, I mean, I started off by, funny enough, the start of COVID last year, seeing some of the, I think it was the 25 push-ups in 25 days, whatever they were, um, challenges on Facebook. And I, and I saw a lot of people doing them, but there wasn't really a call to action to donate. There was awareness, which is great. But we we thought myself and Chris Walker were in my backyard, and we're like, well, well, there needs to be something different. And then obviously there was the narrative behind the bushfires with Celeste Barber, with the mismanaged funds um, of the donations of where they were going and how they couldn't get used properly, and it was just a mess. And we thought, well, we've got an amazing network of corporates, celebrities, ambassadors, people like yourself, brand partners. Why don't we put that? and try and change the donation space so it's more transparent. We've got a trustworthy platform, vets the charity, so we know that the charities on our platform are the only good ones and they spend the money where they're meant to be. So we thought that there's a massive point of difference. We did some market validation with GoFundMe and other local Australian donation platforms and we thought, look, look, we can do it. We then went about and just set a team, got a team together. Now that's probably the biggest thing that I've learned from my life lessons is the team and the people you surround yourself with. And I, and I put a team together, we, Chris and I put a team together. That's just the best. So going back, when when that first, because I mean, now we've kind of got a backstory about all the challenges you've given yourself throughout life and you're constantly challenging yourself. I always know that. And it's so funny. Now we've got fun, my challenge, which is like you said, I mean, it's like you will put all these little challenges in place and, and the network to create this thing that was really you all along. And I know Chris is a part of this as well, but when you and Chris were sitting in your backyard and you had this thought or you looked at it objectively and thought it could be done differently, were you proactively like thinking about 
coming up with an idea? Were you sitting down going, or were you just, no? We had an app company that went out and, and developed apps for, for people. We had our own apps. It just literally popped into our heads. And we're like, once again, people have ideas, but I don't want to be one of those guys sitting in the pub in 40 years' time, 20 years' time going, oh, we had that idea. We just mm. didn't think about it. Um, that's not me. I take risks and we went, look, with our network, we've got the people that can get this done. We've got the legal partners, corporate partners, ambassadors and celebrities. We put a team together um, of shareholders that had a really good network in different areas. And here we are today and doing really well. So let's say if you didn't have that network that you had, right? Because I know you have a very large social network as well. But if you didn't have that network and you're with Chris or you're by yourself and you came up with this idea... How would you say for the listener, if they do have an idea, but they don't feel as though they have such a broad network, what would be the first step you would recommend for them to take? My advice is to get networking. Like I'm no one special. I don't offer too much difference to anyone else. One thing I'm really good at is finding people and finding out their passions and and why they're doing things and, and, and listening to their stories and their journey. And when you genuinely care about what people are doing, you'll form that connection anyway. It's just what happens in life. So if you have ideas, network, ask people how they're doing it, donate your time. Everyone's got time to learn from people that are doing cool things in industries that you want to get into. Um, That's probably the biggest thing. And if you don't have a network, just have a go. Because obviously at the start, I didn't have a network and I had a go and I failed and I learned. Took risks. I think it's the biggest thing. You just got to take a risk. Obviously, an educated one's a bit better than just Mm. jumping straight into the deep end. You know, I see a lot of, I've got a lot of mentors these days, or I shouldn't say a lot. I narrow it down to ones that don't talk shit. And there's a lot of guys out there that talk it up and you're going to be a multimillionaire and this is going to be good and this is going to be great and you're the best at this. The ones that are honest with you are the ones that you want. So the kind of narrative is around 10,000 hours of study in the area or whether it's entrepreneurship or tech or fitness or whatever it is, you need to be doing that to become an expert. And I either do that myself or I surround myself with people that have done that. Mm. And so with Fun My Challenge now, Dan, how's that team expanded from obviously Chris and yourself? And then you said you took the next step to create that team. Like, how does it look now? Nate, so we've got some really cool shareholders. So we've got Corey Radcliffe and Radcliffe's um, lawyers. He's been instrumental, you know, donations, partnerships, corporate deals. Like there's so much that goes on behind the scenes with compliance and auditing with charities. They've been really good in dealing with corporate structures and that kind of stuff. We've got Joel Parkinson. I don't know if the listeners know who Joel Parko is. He's a world champion surfer, a legend bloke, a very good entrepreneur. We've got Theodore Varitaris, who's our co-founder and CEO. Mate, he's, his journey is amazing. He, uh, he started from humble beginnings, um, housing commissions, and now one of his companies turns over over $100 million per year. Nate Miles has come on board. Um, Nate Miles is very successful NRL player and entrepreneur as well. He owns a lot of F45s. Um, Dingo, Dean Morrison, his network like of friends and ambassadors he has, like he can reach anyone on the planet. He's a uh, old oh, man, Hughes, is it? Is that who I'm thinking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, mate, our team is really cool. Then obviously from there with our staff and uh, our stakeholders have just got some amazing talent. And they all offer something really cool and unique and we're trying to change the space in donations and, and fundraising and we're doing such a good job and I'm so proud of our team. 
I think we've raised nearly four hundred thousand dollars in four or five months for charities and 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 uh, amazing causes out there. So it's something we can be pr- very proud of. So how long you, did you put into the building phase of Fun My Challenge, man? Like I know when we caught up first, I heard of it. You had already been working on it for months and months. Eight. It's been a journey. So it's behind the scenes was probably a year. And that was something that I think the point of difference with this one is, is something that I've done in the past is I've had fingers in so many different pies. I went seven months of no income. Um, I just went tunnel vision. This is it. No distractions, no other work. I'm doing this. Tunnel vision. So, yeah, a year and a half behind the scenes, seven months of no income, just 100 miles an hour. Doing days like we'd get in the office at 6 a.m. I'd get home to feed um, my baby, put her down, and then I'd be in the on a phone link up or a Zoom call till midnight with our co-founders. And it was breaking it. So I was just like, I can't keep up. <laughs> but it was just a sacrifice. It was just something you had to mm. get done. If you wanted to achieve what we wanted to achieve, we just had to do something different. So for the listeners now out there that have a backstory about Fun My Challenge, can you kind of tell them the practical application of how it's used? Yeah, so basically anyone can do a challenge, whether it's a physical challenge, a mental challenge, a social challenge, or it could be, you know, someone who's going through a challenging time and you can help raise money for them or a charity that supports that cause or that issue they're going through. And all Fun My Challenge does is we use our ambassadors and brand partners to amplify their cause or their message. So I might be doing a challenge. Um, I've got no followers, Lincoln Lewis or Nate Miles or Joel Park and some of our amazing ambassadors can see this really good cause and shout it out on their social medias, media, shout it out on their platforms. They get brand partners like yourself, Feather and Finch, they go, I want to get behind that, I want to sponsor it. It's like an ecosystem we're creating of challenges, donations, and sharing goodwill. Every time I hear you say that, I get shivers, hey. I mean... Ooh, I love it. How man, good. how beautiful. Like giving back everything you do. That's you it. Know? And it's so easy. Like our mission today is who can we help? So how are we helping today? Who are we helping and how are we helping? Mm, man, that's special. And um, yeah, and the app out there, it's built so beautifully, man. Like We've actually got a new version coming out. Another our, version. Mate, we have engaged the, uh, the top app firm in the country, top 10 in the world. We have partnered with them and we are so excited. It's so close. End of the year. Wow. So you were saying before, man, your, your other company was an app building company with Chris. So that company didn't build the app for you guys? No. So, Nate, in the tech world, it's really hard to find an amazing team. And some teams just don't fit. And I feel the teams we use being great for where we are, like a test, market validation. Yes, it's a work. It's, it's working. Yes, people want it. Because you know what? On a startup, what we think is amazing, the users might not. So it's hard to go and put, hey, a million dollars into a platform and then get it out there and go, holy moly, mm. where's everyone? Why aren't they using it? So we did a little market validation test um, with some tech partners. They did a really good job. It works. We did a raising, raised some, raised some good money for charities. Now it's time for that next level. Let's, uh, let's take over the GoFundMe's of the world. So what's that, that's the goal for you guys? Oh, mate, we've got so many goals. The goal is our internal goal. We, I just want to help 100 people a month, not charities like charities are doing well i want to help 100 people a month and that then that will snowball we're going to take it month at a time we've got some amazing challenges we've got some huge corporate partners coming on some massive events so yeah 100 people a month if we can do that we're doing a good job and it's just going to build 
And I know you're a part of a lot of these challenges. Like um, what was your, <laughs> I think every challenge you're a part of physically as well. Tell me your last challenge that you did. Mate, the last one I did on Friday, so what, three days ago, was 10 hours of uh, back-to-back F45 classes. <laughs> it was my bread and butter. <laughs> I could do it all day. Yeah, I was about to say, you'd be running the classes after a day. <laughs> I tell you what, we did an F45 bundle. Um, they did it for um, World uh, Suicide Prevention Day and we raised money for White Cloud Foundation. And F45, I've been a part of it a little bit over the last six months. The vibe, the atmosphere, I could get some bad rap out there, but I, I think I think it's amazing. Mm. You know? It gets people active. It's so motivational. It's so supportive. It's a good community. It was like a vibe and an event that I've never been a part of. It was amazing. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was good. I love I love doing challenges. The week before we jumped out of a helicopter to rise up and face our fears for an amazing charity on the Gold Coast called Rise Up, who support domestic violence victims. Mate, I'll put my hand up for anything. Man, it's special. I love seeing uh love seeing your Instagram stories and stuff about what Dan and Chris are up to. I know um Chris did an epic one of what was it? A, a walk from Cairns to the Gold Coast over six months, was it? Or hey mate, Cairns to the Gold Coast, two million steps. In two months, oh, two. <laughs> they, to raise money for the effects of COVID, so mental health, wow. uh, prevention, alcohol and drug abuse, and obviously we've got our own charity arm called the Global Awakening. And the special thing about that is, is we're not bound by a clause mm-hmm. or a constitution, so we can give it to people as they need it, whatever that area wow. might be. Be mm. for schools, could be for someone who's got a who's got a sickness or an illness they need help with, um, anything. So it gives us the power to donate to people that need it. Beautiful. So, so when just so listeners know, so if they downloaded, say, Fund My Challenge app, they created their own challenge. Do they therefore choose a partner, a fundraising partner, to kind of push that money towards if they're donating and stuff? Yeah, yeah. And then what we'll do then is, once they create a challenge, our network of ambassadors and brand partners and corporate partners will get a a trigger email or notification saying, "Hey, this amazing challenge has taken place," and the charity itself will get a notification. And they all push it out to their worlds. So you see a lot of a lot of challenges out there on other platforms where it sits on a platform and does nothing, lays dormant. We really want to create an ecosystem of people that want to help other good people do their amazing challenges and causes and push that out to their worlds as well. If everyone just helps someone else, we can achieve a lot more. And that's what we're about. And it doesn't have to be just a physical challenge you're saying, hey, Dan. No, not at all. We've got some crazy challenges on there. Um, it can be something as easy as showing gratitude every day for Project Com, a charity that does amazing things. We've got one that a girl's actually eating 24 bowels at a restaurant in 24 hours to raise money for the Children's Tumor Foundation. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Bowels. A bow, like a oh, bun. Asian bun. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Bow. I was thinking of a medical term and I thought, yeah, no. what? <laughs> <laughs> 24 Asian <laughs> buns. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, just cool things. And uh, then the restaurant's getting behind it and sponsoring. Awesome. Those little cool challenges get seen. It gets media attention. So then it boosts donations at the end of the day for the charity. Man, special. I want to take you back another question. I'll just flip it a little bit here for the listeners out there that are looking for that thing, you know, like that. Is that an idea? Maybe I know I'm ready to take the next step, but the idea hasn't come yet. Like, is there any practical advice? Because you always seem to have something on the go ever since I've known you. Is there any practical advice you'd give someone that's looking for something? 
it's going to solve a problem, whatever it is. It's going to solve a problem. One thing I've learned a lot lately, it's got to be recession-proof. When you look at the times now, like I wouldn't be going out to start a restaurant or a cafe. Mm. It's just not something that I feel would be you know, reasonable in the current times. Mm. Um, I've got a vodka brand that's coming out, you know, something that will never go down in sales. I think it's going to have market validation. You know, you got to do your research. Is it going to work? Who's doing it? What you know, your basic competitor analysis. Mm. Do you have passion? Do you have the product? And what's your purpose? Answer those three things, and if they're aligned, go for it. In terms of market validation, Dan, how would you go ahead and find that? Obviously, Google, research, computer. It's everywhere. Speak to the people, competitors, local brand brands that are doing something similar. Um, find out, research, look at their socials, what's their content, what's their mission, what's their values, what are they doing differently? Really dive deep and see what they're doing and how you can do it better. Because if you can't, it's going to be a hard sell. Mm, mm. It's interesting you say that because it is right because it's got to be user-friendly, right? It's got to be something the market also wants. Like I was listening to um, a podcast on on the inventor of the Segway and, um, and they called that a failure, a flop. And... Um, he had people knocking on his door literally to invest. And like everyone was saying, you've got a billion dollar business. Like I, I think like Bill Gates and everyone was saying like, we want to put everything into this. This is going to change the future. But it really came down to obviously just recirculating what I had listened to. It came down to the user wasn't ready for this, this thing because they thought it was going to be like the, the car to the horse and it was going to be the segue to the car. It was going to totally change the way we we use transport but one thing they said that failed missing was really seeing if the users were ready for it and um you know it may just be too far advanced right now that that people aren't ready it's it's so important like even every startup's the same i've got a vod coming out like what we think is amazing because it's our baby you know it's, mm. it's, it's what you do every day it's what you're trying to achieve just because you love it doesn't mean the market or the user is going to love it so you need to have that maybe litmus, litmus test where there's someone who's going to be honest with you and, mm. and really kind of be open about what's good and what's bad about it. And that also comes around back to who your network is, you know, who's your mentors, who can you lean on, who can you bounce ideas off and speak about these things with. Really important. Mm. And I think as well, going on that, man, for, for myself as well, and speaking to you, honestly, Dan, is like having people that, you trust, right? Like, but have also shown a path that they actually are trying things and doing things. You know, I know for me, I wouldn't, wouldn't share a lot of my ideas to some types of my friends because they're not in that mindset of thinking about it, like actually giving me, they might be like, yeah, man, just go for it. Not really give a shit if you fail. But I know if I speak to you and say, Hey man, I've got this idea. You could be like, dude, like, yeah, I'm, I don't feel like that is necessary in this market, you know, like true, but and not go, oh man, thank you for your idea. And I'm off now I'm networking yeah. and starting this thing. No. Nah. Yeah. It's important. Like that. And again, you got to have those, those mentors. And I've got a leader, a leadership coach now. And I think that's probably a really good idea for your listeners to really dive into leadership. That's changed my mindset a lot about business and the way I do things, not just lead people, but lead myself really important. And it's also about your mentors. Who are, the, who, who are they? If you don't have a mentor or people that you can kind of serve these ideas to and they can provide honest feedback, it's going to be a tough road to success. Mm. They've done mm. it before or they're doing something really good themselves to be that mentor to you. 
I think that's really important. Pretty special to have that type of friendship with someone as well, right? That'll give you the time. You know, I think it's really important. So take me to your normal day from the time Dan wakes up and does a thousand chin-ups and then hits the road. Tell me what your normal day looks like at the moment. Hey, man. Look, at the moment, um, I've been four o'clock wake-ups, training at 4.45. I then have a coffee debrief with some really cool people. You kind of would say that'd be like my little mentor kind of bounce people there. They've done really good things themselves, so doing great things. I don't like to waste my energy on people that aren't. I'm old enough now. I've got enough friends. I don't need any more, but I want people that I can help and they can help me. So by I'm in the office. Oh, then I get home, play with my little beautiful baby girl, Maylee, feed her. I'm in the office by 7.30. I'm grinding so hard. We've like got such, such um, big goals and, and such a huge task every day. I'm off my feet. I'm home between four or five. I try and get a session in if I can, um, but I'd love to feed my baby as well for dinner and give her the time. And then I'm either working or relaxing with my beautiful fiance, Darcy. And then, yeah, I think it's hard. So you go through phases. Like there was a phase in my startup phase where I was doing 14, 16 hour days, but that's not maintainable. That's mm. not, we can't keep that up. There was times where I was just waking up and going to work. Um, not looking after myself, and I found that wasn't really good. Productivity, productivity was going down. My mental space was not very good. I think that's probably the biggest thing I can take advice I can give in that daily routine is exercise. Mm. It is everything, especially in the morning. It's like kind of gets those endorphins going. It sets your intentions for the day. You've done something. You've got up. You're not being lazy. You know, if you don't feed yourself. You can't feed others. I find it, um, yeah, obviously being brought up around exercise as well, being part of my life. I've, you know, looking at it, it really shows a lot about a character when people don't maintain their body or their health, you know, and shows their priorities as well. But one thing you said there, I know the listeners probably don't know where Dan lives and I'm not going to share your address, but how do you feel living on the beach on the Gold Coast on the actual, <laughs> you live on the beach now, is it hard to go off to work when it's like three foot, four foot and just perfect out the front of your, your house? It, it is. But to be honest with you, my goals are now so strong mm. inside. You know, it's something that I'm just so passionate about. For me, that's my passion now. I've had my time playing athlete and living and working from home and serving mm. where I want. That, that, that time for me, that chapter's done. My missions are too big and goals are too big now to to kind of worry about that. I mean, don't get me wrong. If it's amazing, <laughs> I can work from home because you know what? When I get to the office, sometimes I get less work done just with. Yeah. My role in, in my office is serving my staff. So in saying that, I don't get much work done off my list, but I help my staff achieve their list. So sometimes working from home in the backyard in the sun is a good thing and, and it's something I... I was doing a lot more than I'm doing now. You live in a beautiful place, man. I couldn't believe your backyard was sand when I um when I came <laughs> around and did some photos for you guys. It was, I, I yeah, it was amazing, man. It's such such a beautiful place, right? And it's for my baby, you know. Like I do it for her. She's growing up on, on one of the best beaches in the world. What an amazing lifestyle she's gonna have. Hundred mm, percent, mm, right? Vision, like, but it's it's just something that you know you got to set a goal. You set your vision, you set your intentions every day and you go and get it. 
anyone can do it. Do you feel as though when you schedule out your day, Dan, do you, do you sit down and I know you've got a team now and you've, you've kind of transferred from the, the startup phase now to building the team, now to kind of managing the team to, to hit the goals and the numbers. But do you schedule your day out like that? Do you write a to-do list? Do you have a productivity kind of schedule? How do you work with that? My to-do list is massive. That's huge. And I think it's so important just because things get forgotten. Everyone, mm-hmm. like, there's so many things that pop up over the day the course of the, of the day. Um, so for me, to-do list is imperative. It's got to be done. I always love to have a, a daily meeting with my staff, my team, just so they know where we're going every day. They're, they're aware of what their expectations are. And one thing one of my leaders, my leadership coach says, what doesn't get inspected doesn't get respected. So what doesn't get inspected doesn't get respected. So I make sure I'm holding them accountable and they hold me accountable as well. Mm. And then we all achieve the goals every day and we tick it off and get it done and move on to the next day. And that that's um yeah, that's a solid saying. I like that. I think it's it totally transfers over to the practical side of things as well. Eh? Taking ownership as well. I think I remember reading Jocko Wilcox, I think his name is book, is ownership. And it was just like very similar. It was like you can't expect a team to hit things if you're not there with them in the trenches, listening to their kind of feedback and holding your if it fails, it's on you. Like it's not on them. There's that saying, there's no bad teams, there's only bad leaders, you know? It's a huge thing and I've learned about it as well in the, in the small business that we run as well. But um, yeah, I, I guess I'm wrapping it up because I know your to-do list is probably going longer <laughs> the longer we talk. Let's <laughs> see a 24-hour podcast challenge, huh? And do yeah. that one. <laughs> hey, um, one practical tip. I know you've given plenty, man, and I respect your time as well, Dan, but one practical tip for the listeners out there, again, to either increase their health and fitness, increase their mindset. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Mate, one of the biggest things that's been instrumental in myself, so I can only go off what's helped me the most, is what behaviors are you willing to change? It's simple. Like, what are you going to change? Do you want to be fit and healthy? Well, what are you going to change to do that? You know, don't wake up every day going, I'm going to smash it. I'm feeling amazing. I'm motivated. That might happen for a couple of days. It's the days when you don't want to do stuff. You don't want to get out of bed. You don't want to train. They're the ones that mean the most. Mm. So if you're not challenging challenging yourself every day, you're not going to change. That's a beautiful way to end it, man. So what behaviors are you willing to change? Otherwise, you'll stay exactly where you are, right? Pretty simply. It sounds so simple, but are you actually doing it? Mm. It's funny. I was speaking to a friend of mine the other week just quickly and he, he had the question to me and he said, man, why am I not successful yet? You know, like not asking me because I'm successful or anything, but he was like, man, I'm not rich. Like my goal is to be rich. And I'm like, have you done anything to make you rich? You know, have you done anything to make you successful? And he was like sitting there, it's working at a job doing a nine to five. And I'm like, dude, like your behaviors are way out. Like you're not doing anything for that even to be a possibility. You know, your boss isn't going to give you a thousand times pay increase, you know, like it's not going to happen. So, yeah, I mean, it comes back to exactly what you said, Dan. So, um, man, I'm going to link out to everything you've spoken about and hopefully when the vodka one comes live as well, get that out there. I'll link out to fund my challenge. Obviously, anyone listening, you guys can download it. There's a new update. Obviously, Dan mentioned that's coming out. Could be fitness, mental, anything you want to do as a challenge to raise money for something that's important to you guys. It's so, so important, man. Giving me shivers being part of this thing. And um, Dan, man, appreciate your time, my man. Thanks, Ryan, mate. Always a pleasure. 
love your work, mate.